over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Hour 3 of Rosie on the House, and we're here to answer your question about your house, home, castle, or cabin. Uh, We've been talking quite a bit about painting the whole month of February. We'll be covering that a little bit later this hour. We'll be talking about some tricks and tips as it relates to tools. Tricks, tips for tools for painting. Wow. You think that's easy, don't you? It is for most people. <laughs> uh, I do want to extend an invitation to all of you in Pinal County that the Greater Casa Grande Chamber of Commerce is having the Home Health and Lifestyle Show next weekend, Saturday, March 5th. And Rosie on the House will actually be there with staff uh, and the uh, tr- transit. Uh, we'll be there welcoming you and visiting with you and answering any questions you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin in Pinal County. Uh, for those of you in the Casa Grande, uh, Eloy area, uh, come on over and join us. Uh, I, I unfortunately won't be able to be there, but we will have staff there, and we'd like to invite you. It's from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Saturday, March 5th, at the new Jones Ford Autoplex, formerly Sam's Club, right there at 2425 East Florence Boulevard. The event is free and the public is encouraged to attend. They will also have our calendars to pass out and some items from the e-store. So if you want to save on shipping, it's a great time to stop by and shop. Very good. Now, we've got callers that have been very patiently holding. Why don't we get to Tim and then we'll get back to some of these other talking points that we want to get uh, let's bring Mr. Tim into the conversation. Good morning. Hey, how you doing, bud? Good, good, good. Hey, I got a real quick question for you, and I've oh. heard you on your soapbox years ago <laughs> talk about this, and um, I, I just I don't remember exactly what you said, but I think I, I, I was when I was talking to uh, your wife, uh, I told her I said I think I remember what you said, but I just want to clarify it. Okay. Radiant barrier. Okay. Yes or no? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. No. Here, Tim, here's here's the situation. Um, radiant barrier is is uh, effective as it relates to reflecting things. Uh, if you're going to put it in your attic, how long is that reflective material going to stay dust free, not covered with a layer of dust, losing its reflectivity? Not very long. The other thing about radiant barrier is if you have any insulation at all in your attic, between the attic space and your living space, R30, R38, you will feel absolutely zero. There will be zero impact to your comfort or your cooling level by installing radiant barrier. Radiant barrier has a very specific purpose. It's a first layer of insulation against heat if you have no other insulation at all. For what you'd spend for radiant barrier, I would tell you get an insulation company in your attic and put another two inches of blown-in insulation. You'll get an imminently quicker return on investment from that. So there's 
I don't think my position on my soapbox on that topic has changed very much over the years. Okay, now the reason why I'm asking is my roofer, I've got to have a new roof put on the south or on the north side of the, the house. Okay. Um, he wants to put it down before re-roofing the house. Okay. Um, tell me how big your house is. 1,800. 1,800. And are you re-roofing the whole house and only putting radiant barrier on the south, or does he want a radiant barrier, all of it? I've got to – we're only doing the south uh, portion of the house and the back patio. Good, good, good. Okay. Um, because of the uh, – where the transition is from the pitch to the sloped roof on the patio – uh, water leak there, okay. and they're afraid of uh, roofing the patio. That we're going to get into old material. It's, it's yeah. the house is nineteen years old. Okay. Well, I would I would tell you that if you're eighteen hundred livable and you're redoing half the house and it includes a patio roof, you're probably doing something in the neighborhood of twelve or thirteen hundred square foot, twelve or thirteen squares of roofing, and they're probably going to want to be charging you about a hundred dollars a square for that radiant barrier. If they're trying to charge you eight, nine hundred, a thousand, eleven hundred dollars for that, you you could almost reinsulate your entire attic for that much money. So I would tell you um, there's better ways to spend your money if in fact you're trying to save money on your cooling bill. There's better ways to spend that money. I feel very strongly about that. Okay, very good. Okay, bud. Appreciate the info. All right, thanks for the call. We have other callers that have been very patiently waiting. Let's bring uh, Michael into the conversation. Michael, thank you for your patience, my friend. What are you up to today? Yes, sir. Well, we are uh, have endeavored uh, to set out for a home remodel, and uh, in that remodel we wanted to tear out all of the uh, tile in our house. So we started doing that and ran into water underneath of our tile. Floor floor tile, um, Michael. Floor correct. tile, yeah, like yeah. a porcelain, yeah, porcelain okay. floor tile. Okay. So we tore tore it out throughout the entire house. In the west end of our house, there was probably a sixteenth, enough to fill like the uh, trowel joints on the mortar, or I mean the thin set underneath the tile. <laughs> it was damp throughout the entire house, though, like uh, dark, you know, kind of dampness throughout the house, east and west side. Wow. How old is Oh, we just dropped him. I wanted to ask him how old the house was. Uh, this raises a lot of particular questions. Apparently, the call just dropped. Uh, he's tackling a do-it-yourself uh, remodel that involves removing floor tile. He's finding moisture. I would tell you, my, my first question would be, did it break the bond? where the water was most prevalent, did the tile come off very easy? Because that's usually what happens when we've got water migrating through the slab. It literally loses the bond with the thin set, and the tile literally can just almost be picked mm-hmm. up, very hollow sound. So if that's the case, then we've got a bigger, bigger problem that we've got to fix first. If it hadn't broke the bond, we've got to, we've got to determine where this water is coming from before we do anything to reapply it so if you need help trying to kind of troubleshoot that i hope you'll call in again and we'll see if we can't get a couple flooring experts out there and landscaping experts out there to see why your home is carrying that 
kind of water. Everybody's sitting me. Well, he's 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 back on. Did you have any more questions for him? Oh, number three. No, bring him on. Bring him yeah. back. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> no, oh, no, no worries. So we had it all ripped out, right? We've had the floor okay. fair for about a month. Okay. Um, at times, there it has the concrete has dampened, no, no, where it would no. get will get dark. No. I had day and night uh, plumbing out okay. to do some investigating. I think is one of your guys' yep. uh, certified partners. They are, yes. Uh, awesome guys, super experienced, been in plumbing for a long time, and it stumped them. They okay. tested the they tested the um, pressure side of the house. Uh, we haven't had any type of um, you know escalation in our water bill that would indicate okay. uh, some type of leak. Uh, they they couldn't figure out anything there was nothing for them they, they, there was nothing they could do how long have you how long have you seven. been in, how long have you been in the house six years how old is the house i uh, i believe it was built in in 82 83 it's a slump block slump, slump block home good 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 and as best you can tell is this a new problem or you cannot tell does it look like the water's been there a good long while is the concrete all surface stained with water or is it Fairly clean. I would, I don't know. We, okay. we have a, so we didn't notice anything. Obviously we moved in the house and maybe just about a year ago, our daughter's room started smelling musty. Okay. And we couldn't, we couldn't figure out why. Um, and then this happened. We pull all this up and like, there's no active water seepage coming back. We have a control joint through our house. That's not deflecting. There's no expansion. There's no additional concrete cracking throughout the house. So there's okay. I, I even my, called Arizona Foundation. Okay, you know to good. see if good. Okay, well, my guess, Michael, is we're probably dealing with some kind of a landscape issue. When I build your house, when I build any house, I have to dig a utility trench that penetrates the stem wall with the sewer and the water line. Uh, sometimes that creates a corridor for landscape water to travel inside the house. Take a look at where your water manifold is. Take a look at where your sewer cleanouts are. Is there any indication that this is more prevalent right there on the inside of the stem wall where that is? Those utility trenches, if they're not properly compacted and you've got a landscape planter just on the outside, serves as a tremendous conduit for water to get inside the house. If that's not the case, um, don't cover that concrete until we figure it out. And it may take several people to get there and take a look at it. And I'd be more than happy to be one of them because I hate getting stumped. Uh, I, I don't know what it is about Gary D, but the last couple months, he's just bound and determined to stump me on air with every single caller. Michael, let's solve this problem together. Do not cover that slab until we figure it out. Well, we've got some a uh, couple tickets to give away if you're a fan of ASU basketball. They're going to be playing Cal. I believe that's this Thursday. I know it's definitely March 3rd. Uh, and if you'll just text to 411923 the color 
that Jennifer talked about earlier in the show that is fading out? Which color is becoming less and less popular amongst the designers in America? Uh, we've got two tickets for the ASU basketball game against Cal Thursday, March 3rd. And we'll draw a winner. All the correct uh, text will draw a winner at 1030. And someone will be fortunate to win these digital tickets. We get, and get them to you digitally. So it's not like you have to run around and find them. Let's see if we can go to the caller on, on uh, hold. Uh, Mary's been very patient. Mary, how can we help you today? Hi there. Hey there. Uh, you'll love this. You may or may not have had this ever happen before, but while we've been on hold, we figured out the problem. <laughs> see, see how many different ways we can fix things. What, what was the dilemma you were fighting, Mary? Well, we have a jetted tub. It's just a basic jetted tub with six jets. Okay. And the impossible situation, and it stopped working. Okay. Um, so the access to get to the motor and the tubing and everything that supplies the, the, uh, the parts for the yes. tub yeah. is in the most inaccessible yes. place. <laughs> of course. <laughs> which is through a closet on the bottom of the closet. You have to literally do a belly crawl yes. to get into the closet. <laughs> and there's the motor and then the tubing is virtually inaccessible because it just disappears yes. through the wall. So we thought maybe there was a problem with the switch. Okay. Um, because the my husband had um, opened the panel and looked at it when it stopped working last week, and he actually got it to work again. Okay. But he didn't really know what he did right. in order to get it to work. All right. It stopped That's fair. again fairly quickly. So this is my this is my question. So what we found out this morning. So we went back. To, we went to the electric panel, make, make to make sure that the switch wasn't tripped. Good. It was not. Okay. Um, and then we went to the uh, we did the belly crawl again. Okay. Back into where the motor is, and there's a plug with the you know it goes. There's a switch there, and it goes. There's an outlet, and it goes right into that outlet. Okay. So I had pulled the plug, put it back in. I thought I had – the angle is very awkward. So I thought I had um, reset the GFI, but apparently I actually did not. All right. Very good. My finger was too big. Okay. So my husband went back in there, and um, he had something much smaller to use, and he reset it, and it – it works. All right. Well, very good. Well, it sounds like the GFI has been uh, tending to want to trip. Uh, you'll probably get it to work like you did a couple weeks ago, and it'll quit again. That GFI sometimes can just grow weak. Uh, but you might want to have, if, if it quits again in the near future, you might want to have an electrician out and have them test the integrity of that GFCI. And if the integrity of the GFI is good, then we're going to want to find out what signal is it receiving that's triggering it, because that too can be a concern as well. So Mary fixed her problem while she was on hold waiting for us. That's fantastic. And the GFI was going to be the first thing I told her to check. We're talking a little bit about things we discovered at the International Builders Show in Orlando two weeks ago. 
And um, Jennifer's been talking a little bit about colors and trends and whatnot. Jennifer, the one thing that really caught my eye, and folks, uh, you ought to you ought to get on the website and take a look at this product, Murphy Door. You all know what a Murphy bed is. It's it's the bed that you put in that second bedroom or in the home office that folds up and out of the way. It looks like a cabinet until guests arrive or the extra bedding is needed. And then the bed folds down. So it's a hidden bed. Well, one particular manufacturer of that product has created what's called Murphy Door. And you walk into a a room and you look and see what looks like to be a recessed bookcase or bank of drawers. It's actually a door. So you don't know that there's a room behind there. It is, I'm going to find lots of applications for this. And I called Dave at uh, North Valley Locksmith. And I said, Dave, I want to order some of these. And I want to put a steel back on them. And I want to put a hidden lock you cannot see. You can virtually build yourself a safe room, a hidden closet, or a, or a safe right in your home. And so he says, yeah, we can do a, we can do a radio frequency controlled or a hardwire uh, deadbolt where you'll, you'll never see the hardware. You'll never know it's locked. You'll never know to go over there and even try and open it. Sounds like a pretty reasonable way to get that done. I, 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 I like this. I really do. Murphy Hidden Door Solutions. You can find them on the website, murphydoor.com. That was one of the things kind of caught my eye. And then you, you, you found the winner of the most innovative product of the year, the, the man that was doing the uh, uh, elderly tracking device yeah, for, they for have his a, dad. Mm-hmm, they always have a, a whole segment of um, new, innovations. new innovations. And so this had just been launched. I was going to actually have a little interview we'll play in a couple of weeks. But it's a, it's a way to... Um, for lack of a better word, track you know your older person without invading their privacy, which I thought was genius because it, I hate genius. thinking about having a camera on my mommy. <laughs> Absolute genius. Absolute genius. A great product. We'll have more information on that a little bit later. We've uh, jumped through quite a few topics here in this uh, today's broadcast. Uh, we have time to take your call. We have cleared the lines. Uh, we'll get to you as quick as we can if you've got a home remodeling or maintenance or repair topic in, about, or around your house, home, castle, or cabin. Give us a ring. We've been building and remodeling in Arizona uh, since 1972, and we've done that in Ehrenberg. Flagstaff, Springerville, Tucson, Patagonia, Elgin, all through Maricopa County, Casa Grande, and various other points all across the state. So if you've got a home in any one of those neighborhoods and you've got a project you're trying to tackle, feel free to give us a ring and we'll give you our 50 plus years of experience. 
and help you with tick. See, I, I don't know what it is. Tricks and tips in getting that job done. We've got brand name recommendations we can make for products we've found that we can trust for good value and longevity, as well as the tools you might need. So give us a ring if you'd like to visit. We'd be happy to talk to you. Been talking about uh, various things, but I want to I want to cover one thing here real quick. Those of you regular listeners know uh, I've been a buyer, an installer of one particular brand of Windows for most of those 50 years. Uh, for over 40 years, I've been a big, big fan of Pella Windows, and they are having an event March 3rd. It is for contractors only. So for all you contractors that listen to the show and call me on Monday and correct me for everything I said wrong, I'm inviting you Thursday, March 3rd, to the grand reopening of the Scottsdale Experience Center for Pella Windows. I'll be there. You can come introduce yourself to me. You can come tell me all the things I always get wrong, and I can show you one thing I never get wrong, selections of windows with Pella. Now, Pella also wants to let you all know that they're giving some specials right now, $500 off qualifying Pella projects or no payments, no interest till 2023. Now, if you're in Tucson, we want you to go to the Pella store, ask for Liz and mention Rosie on the house. You'll get additional savings, not being advertised or promoted anywhere else. If you're in Tucson looking for new windows, get to the Pella showroom, ask for Liz and say, I'm with Rosie on the house. You'll get additional savings not available anywhere else. Perfect. Anywhere is that a, is that a word? I think you need to leave the S off. I throw, I throw a yeah. lot of extra S's into a lot of things. <laughs> you do. <laughs> All right. What have you got there, babe? Well, uh, first of all, we've given out the ASU tickets. Good job, everybody. The color was gray. Going out. It's on its way out. Only if if that's what you want, because it's all about what you want for your house, home, castle, or cabin. But we were talking about trends that we saw, and one of the big words at the KBiz show was, you ready? I think so. Biophilia. Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Biophilia. Thank you, Gary. <laughs> That's B-I-O-P-H-I-L-I-A. And what does that mean? That means kind of bringing nature back into our daily living. Oh, I like that. The statistics are right now that 54% of the world's population lives in an urban environment. Uh, By 2050, that'll be 66%. And of those people, um, you know, 93% of our time is spent indoors. That's that's horrible. You know, I, I never feel like I have a good day unless I'm outside at some portion of the day. So it's this idea of bringing outside back in. So that starts with the colors we've talked about, the different shades of green and the earth tones. It's also a whole lot of um, metals and stones and woods, just things that have texture and kind of draw you feeling like you're closer to the earth. A lot of emphasis on lighting. And letting the light in, a lot of emphasis on windows and being able to look out and project out. It's really good for your eyes, too, to look out into the distance, if you're, especially if you're, you know, glued to a computer all day. Your <sighs> eyes need <sighs> to look out. So the word is biophilia. But as I was reading about this, I was getting ready yesterday. Now, does biophilia, Gary, it, does that include scytherism? I'd you put know, that up does. there. Uh-huh. It does. Uh-huh. Good connection. Uh-huh. 
Well, All I'm, them big words, Rosie's learning. <laughs> I made a little connection yesterday. I was thinking about there was a time I had spoken to our friend Chauncey Myers. He's actually one of our certified partners, architect in Tucson. Yes. He does lovely work. Remember, he did that beautiful church down there, the, oh, yeah, um, the chapel. chapel. Mm-hmm. Well, so I just called him to see what he's working on. And I said, hey, have you ever heard of, I said, what do you think about biophilia? And he said, what? <laughs> I said, you know. It's this idea of bringing outside in. I said, the reason I'm calling you is several years ago, he explained to me about his home he had built. Mm-hmm. And, he, and when he told me, he told it with such passion that I, I remembered it. But it was that he said, you know, in my home, you can feel air movement most of the time. And he had, it was two stories. There was uh, windows upstairs, windows downstairs. So hot air rises, the air would come in, it would rise up, and he would just talk about this little gentle air movement that would kind of caress you as you moved about the house. He was a biophiliac before it was popular. So he already knew all about it. He just didn't know the word. But yeah, thanks, Chauncey, for sharing that. I've always kind of I've thought that has come to mind several times, just the idea. You know, I love having the windows open. I love feeling the fresh air. And we can't always do that in here well, summer, but it's got a little bit well, of scissorism coming. Yeah, through. Know, we got right? it going on right now. Well, you know what? That uh, can I jump on that topic mm-hmm, just for a minute? Sure. Because as Jennifer mentioned earlier, when we go to these international home shows, it, it is a big, big event. So Jennifer, and I never walk side by side down the aisles and look at the same stuff. We we huddle in the morning. You go this way. I go that way. These are the two or three topics you're looking for. Here are the two or three topics I'm looking for. Break. Go. See you in 12 hours. <laughs> and then we meet up uh, and compare notes. One of the things I was looking at has to do with this. Uh, one of the most common remodeling projects we're being asked to do at Rosie Wright Remodeling is take the Arizona ranch home that has a six-foot patio door onto the back patio from the family room or the living room and blow that whole back wall out and create it a disappearing glass wall. And when I say I'm not winning any uh, popularity contest by the estimates we're giving right now, uh, people, not only am I not winning popularity contests, when I give quotes for that, uh, I, I would dare say some people hate me. Um, Pretty pricey so, endeavor, huh? So I ventured out to look at all the glass curtain walls that were out there right now. And boy, there's a lot of them. I'll tell you one, there, there was one from Poland that was just knock you down dead. Gorgeous. Incredible. And I said, look, this is what we do in Arizona a little bit. I would need about a 20-footer. 40 thousand dollars for the door that doesn't include all the uh-uh. things you have to do to uh-uh. prep for a door no, like that doesn't include any of the engineering doesn't include any of the structural uh reconstruction when we're blowing a wall out we have to kind of take into a couple things one the load-bearing header on your six-foot door now has to be converted to a load-bearing header for a 20-foot opening so we're changing the load-bearing the weight-bearing capacity of the footings that you have in your house. So we have to go to each jam leg of the new opening, saw cut your floor, put in a spread footing, pour concrete, rebar, termite, pre-treat it, bring it back up to the slab, put special brackets on the slab that will hold the new columns, and then erect the columns, place the beam, and now we install this door. 
and then we have to change the electric. It does. This does require a permit. You will have to get some engineering done. Not only are we changing the up and down loads of the home, but we're changing what's called stress load. The outside walls of your house are built to prevent the house from laying down in a sideways wind. If you take away a lot of your outside wall, you're losing sheer strength of your home, which is the ability of the home to stand up straight in high horizontal winds. So an engineer has to do a shear calculation, a load point calculation, a beam calculation. You've got to get a building permit. There's going to be electrical, maybe even plumbing that needs to be moved. You're going to be impacting the floor covering. You've got to buy this new glass unit. Then you've got to put the drywall and the outside siding back together, get it all painted up and finish up. So when I tell people I'm not winning any popularity contest, when you want a job like this done, say you want to go to 16 feet wide or 20 feet wide or 24 feet wide, take how many feet you want to go and multiply it by $4,000. Wowza. And that's going to be very clear. And the price of the door is one-third to one-half of that price. So it's very popular. Uh, a lot of new homes are being built that way. Uh, but those disappearing sliding glass curtain walls are very, very expensive. And, and oh, you, by the way, just incidentally, Pella makes the best one. <laughs> just, <laughs> just incidentally. Well, you have to be, uh, you know, if you live out in the desert, too, you, you, you have no screens. So you not just people can it. go back and forth. That's exactly right. You got critters and birds and all that stuff too. So just something to think about. That's a, a lot of times. Uh, what they'll do is they'll say, uh, "Why don't we put two sliding doors? Uh, let's make them twelve feet, uh, or or sixteen feet, uh, and we're going to make just the two glass panels in the middle come together, but they will open." And it will give you 16 feet of glass with an eight-foot opening. And then in that case, you can always screen it. And a lot of times when people are considering these disappearing glass walls as a remodel, they end up opting for this because it, it is about a third the price. So and I, one, can, I can see where that adds value to the home, but oh, what's yeah. the return on investment with that? Uh, emotional. Completely, okay. completely, completely emotional. emotional. Okay. It, it just depends what you think the minute you walk in that house. Is it worth that? <laughs> how much a biophilia is worth to you? How much biophilia? Now, let's see if we can get to a couple of calls. I've kind of rattled on, 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 and on here. Let's see if we can go to who's ever been holding longest. I think that's Gary calling from Tucson. Good morning. Uh, good morning. What are you work, what you working on, Gary? Um, I had a roof replaced about four years ago, and... The original roof that they replaced had two layers of road roofing on it, and in some places it actually had three layers. And it's one layer was 30 years old, and one was 15. And what they did was half of the roof they did not remove that road roofing; they just put felt over it. It's a flat roof. I was wondering, is that going to cause a problem later on, or uh, do you think that'll be okay? Well, in, inherently, um, I would I would need to know a bit more, but inherently, I'm not worried about it 
it did it did it bond well? You're not seeing any of it blistering back up. You're not having any leak problem. Well, it, 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 it's it's uneven, so there are some rather deep uh, pooling it because it, uh, it what they did was there's two skylights, and so the skylights are almost touching the roof now because it's so thick yes. from the previous roof and, and from this. And uh, I'm just wondering if it's going to, you know, five years from now cause any problems or. Well, i tell you what I'll do, Gary. Um, uh, one of our certified roofers down in Tucson is West Coast Roofing. One of their estimators is named James. I'm going to give you James's cell number. And he's going to come out and take a look at that and give his expert opinion. And then I'm going to buy James and his wife a nice supper at a good restaurant in Tucson. And then we'll all call it even. You'll have a good third-party objective expert analysis. James and Susan will get a nice dinner out of the deal. And we'll all live happily ever after. Hang on, Gary. i got to get you James's cell number. I'm going to do that offline. I would not do that to James. I, I think I did it to the owner of the Arizona Paint Company. And did you get in trouble? About a month ago. And yeah. Doug got back to you. I, I heard about it. I heard about it. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can get to, uh, is that Cindy? Or you want to break? Gary says no, Rosie. Uh, there is a clock on the wall. You should be able to read it by now. And time is up. Please. Cindy, you will be next right after this little station break. While you go to you ought to go see the mighty ground. You know what Gary's thinking about this morning? It Gary. Is, it's <laughs> Carnival Week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My uh, friend Teresa, she's uh, part of the Bacchus uh, Ball in and the Bacchus Parade on Sunday in New Orleans. Josh Jumal, if you are into actors, is this year's Bacchus King. All right. But I got to live the dream of a lifetime to when I got to go to my first ball, which was Bacchus. And the king was Drew Brees. I mean, come on. Oh, and and oh, the Saints won the Super Bowl. Heaven for you. Oh, man, oh, man. I was in heaven. You'll never be able to match that experience no. for sure. Jennifer got on uh, Creole Kitchen this week and ordered a king cake, uh, cornbread stuffed boneless chicken, mm. Um, mm. <laughs> and, and, very, and some boudin. So we're, we're going to have a carnival lunch one day at the office this week. And I'm going to have to fast for three days. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can bring Sydney into the conversation. She's called. I'd like to get her question answered before we have to sign off for the for the day and for the week. Good morning, Cindy, calling from Scottsdale. Hi. Good morning. I have a ranch home, an older home, and in the laundry room, which is pretty big, I would like to add a macerating toilet and the electric and Plumbing for the washer and dryer is would be only like four or five feet away. Do you think that could be a smart thing or not? Well, um, the drain we run to your laundry room is smaller than the drain that we run to your toilet. Now, you ought to call. Um, I would start with City of Scottsdale and let them know what you want to do um, and see what their building code requirement is for a macerating toilet if in fact you can discharge that into a smaller than a three inch drain because a toilet drain needs to be three inches i haven't installed a macerating toilet in scottsdale we did once for a cabin up on the mogollon rim 
and we've installed a lot of macerating pumps for hillside homes that have to pump their sewer up over a hill to get into the city sewer system. But I don't have the experience of installing a single macerating pump on a smaller than a three-inch line in the city of Scottsdale. Let's do a little bit more investigation before we do, because if Scottsdale says no, we'll have to go find that three-inch line, which is probably somewhere out in the front or back of the yard. You could grab it, bring it into that laundry room, and uh, have it done absolutely right and correct. So, I'm going to ask a dumb question. Okay, What's please? a macerating toilet? Think think of a toilet with a built-in blender. No, no. Think, Don't think too hard. No, no. Think of a toilet with a built-in garbage disposal. Okay. All right. All right. It it, it composts it all. It's it all doesn't compost oh. it. It just breaks it all down into fluid enough. We it, you have to use it a lot when you when you're trying to force feed a sewer line. Okay. Well, let's change the subject. Let's do. I, I need to give away two <laughs> tickets to the Renaissance Festival. What is it? Bio what? Biophilia. Biophilia, Sitherism, and macerating, macerating toilet. We are learning <laughs> so much today. You're helping my crossword puzzle. Yeah, wow, how about that? So, got two tickets to the Renaissance Festival. You can win. Oh, I know, I know, I know. You know? Yeah. What do you know? The answer? Well, we gave the basketball tickets away mm-hmm. to the color that's going out. You covered color trends that are coming in. Text to 411923. The color Jennifer mentioned is coming back in or is coming in now. And you'll be put in a pool for us to draw. I think it's four Renaissance tickets, isn't well, it? If you want to do four today, we can. I have two at a time. So okay. let's do four today. Let's do four. And it's good till April 3rd. Okay. Great time out at this festival. It's going to be gorgeous weather from here on out. So what color good luck. did Jennifer state is a trending color now for designers? Text it to 411923. And then we're going to take a final tally on this vote as to whether or not we should have a mask. I don't guess I can call it a mask burning party. We're going to call it a mask. How about shredding party? Can we have a shredding party? Okay. Think that'll upset anybody? And I'm not trying to make a statement about masks, so get off all your high horses. I said a year ago that when the CDC removed the mask mandate, I would throw a party. So I guess we have to check and see if our county is in that area that they consider safe. If not, Gary, we're going to have this party at the Desert Bar in Park. I'm loving that. <laughs> All right. We'll, re- we'll move the party. So yes or no, text it to 411923. Would you participate in a mask retirement party? Not all your mask, just And you can wear a mask and come. But would you come to a party where we're cutting up? mask.